What up? This is Myron, and you are listening to the Rye Bread and Mustard, a Mariners podcast, the alternative underground back alley, underbelly, on the other side of the tracks, down on the docks, speak easy, dive bar style podcast of and about the Seattle Mariners that you are listening to or watching through the Odyssey app, or hey, wherever else you're getting this podcast. We're not going to judge you. Thank you again for liking, subscribing, following, you know, commenting, giving us those, uh, I don't know, those five-star reviews. You know, we love those five-tool baseball players here on this podcast, but yes, we love those five-star reviews even more. They really help out the pod. Also, if you're looking for the merch, we got it. Well, at simply.cora, she's got it at simply.cora that's on instagram again at simply.cora on instagram uh we are back uh the last time we talked we were headed into anaheim after being in san diego um so you know since then the mariners have wrapped the series in anaheim and have just uh just recently right before recording this uh, wrapped up game one with the marlins back in seattle uh, we're going to talk about uh, all those things, and we also are going to talk about, like, hey, listen, the Mariners got 25 games until the All-Star break. What do we got to see in the next 25 games that says that we are going to be buyers? Um, I'm kind of thinking right now we might be sellers. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about all this and, and of course, uh, our experience in Anaheim. Um, and when I say we, here's a big reveal. I'm talking with Hanno up in Edmonds. What's going on, Hanno? Hey, man. How's it going? It's going all right. We just got a victory tonight, so everything's peaches and cream. We can forget about the past. We're just going to wash it away. Uh, Mariners are playoff bound. We're right back to where we were. Listen, we just crushed them 8-1, to one, right, Hanno? Everything is okay. Don't Everything forget. Is peach- Don't forget yeah. it was a one-hitter, but otherwise, stop it with that. <laughs> I just thought I could get away with some bullshit with you. I, I know better than this. Uh, <laughs> this is a relationship here. You just can't uh, wash everything <laughs> under the rug with the Mariners and us, and especially you. Um, you know, we were going to record this last night, and I was just, you know, I was down in Anaheim. I uh, beat the traffic out of there, went to the, the old spaghetti factory for a little bit of comfort food, just like I did <laughs> after the... Uh, the San Diego series or any breakup or any bad thing that's ever happened in my life. Uh, they didn't have Wi-Fi. Went down to a Starbucks down the street. They didn't have Wi-Fi. Just was in a, not in a great mood. And we knew the Mariners were, you know, going to come out here and kind of make us feel a little bit better today. Right. You know? Yeah. I mean, a little I, bit, I, a little bit. I wasn't that, you know, um, I don't even know the word was I was going to say, but yeah, it, it's a good feeling after the first game they played a, a good game. Yeah, they did. And, you know, we'll just briefly hit on this. Like you said, a one hitter uh, against a team that has won eight out of their last nine games coming into the series. You also have somebody flirting with uh, 400. He hit the ball hard too in this game, just luckily right at somebody. Yeah, the Marlins have had a good year, a third best record coming in in the National League. Um, brand new manager that came over from, uh, it was a bench coach with the uh, St. Uh, Louis Cardinals. So a new regime. Uh, yeah, Luis Arise, the who's hitting near 400, uh, won the batting title in the AL and they traded for him. Yeah, I mean, they got a good little team. 
former uh, or last year's uh, Cy Young Award winners on their team. So, yeah, they got a good club. Yeah, and, and the Mariners beat a good pitcher tonight. Uh, believe it or not, this was his season low in strikeouts, which is if you're betting on that, you I, you know you know something that we don't know. Yeah, you put the Mariners in their uh, swing and miss uh, and strikeout record, and this guy, it, it just seemed like it was going to be a uh, a disaster there because he's he's right up there with. Uh, you know, he's right on par with uh, Luis Castillo as far as getting strikeouts. Yeah, um, I happened to listen to the uh, postgame show after uh, this victory, and Scott made a good point. Anytime that uh, the Mariners have less than 10 strikeouts, he's feeling pretty good. And uh, Yeah, I heard that too. Yeah, that's a, it's a, it, he's right. I mean, it's something that you got to keep an eye on with this team. It's been a you know, uh, something that is hindered uh, the way that they want to play their so-called control to zone, or I don't know if they threw that out the window this year, but it's something they've always talked about. So, uh, yeah, it was um, it was good to see that the strikeouts were down. I mean, three out of four with two outs and runners in scoring position, good pitching. They caught the ball pretty well tonight. Um, I didn't see any base running mistakes, but I didn't watch every pitch like I usually do. But uh yeah, and a one hitter. So, uh, and a, a rookie came in and um, pitched two innings in his major league debut. Uh, how cool was that? And that was yeah. really cool. So, yeah, yep. good, good, happy Monday for the Mariner Nation. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you know, big news before we get to the uh, the uh, the rookie debut. I think the biggest news was that Gino Suarez took his cornrows out. Uh, he he also was asked about that in the post game, and he said it was it had to do with he needed to go to sleep or something like he had to take it out. But he uh, got on the microphone who and in the interview and looked at the camera and reassured everybody that that look is coming back. Well, that's good. I'm to me honest. What I'm so. What I'm happy about with Gino, it looks like he's trending in the right direction as far as offensively. So yeah. that's a good sign as well. Yeah, you really like to see him with guys with base, uh, guys on base. It seems like, you know, you look at his average, it's pretty low. Uh, but yes, he's hitting the ball hard. But runners in scoring position, 350, four home runs. You know, so four of his seven, half of his home runs come with people on base. Uh, and... Uh, yeah, I mean, again, getting guys on base in front of these table clears. Tail continues to heat up. That's really good to see. Um, he's pulling the ball hard now, too. You know, we did see him hit things to center and to right to get himself going, like Scott Service talked about, you know, those little small things. And now he's being able to turn on the ball. Yeah, and the, another thing you mentioned, you know, uh, the guys aren't fouling pitches off. They're not missing them. So, uh, yeah, good things ahead. Um, but we got, I mean, it's one game. We've seen this yeah, we, a lot lately. Um, they got one. Tell star. me what you got tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think Scott said that in the, in the press conference, which, which I agree with is, Hey, we've seen outbursts like this before in a game. Let's see who shows up tomorrow is basically what he was saying. I agree. There are some things that are just carrying over that are really good. Ty France is really hitting the ball, uh, you know, Recently, you know, hitting over 500, I think, in the last eight games. Saw a good bomb from him tonight. I mean, you know, it's a good day when uh, Murphy's getting a double and a jack in the game. 
Oh, absolutely. I mean, it was a warm day out here. And like Scott said, he didn't think that ball would go out in April. But good weather, uh, happy for him. He's got a whopping two home runs now. So, I mean, what can you expect out of your backup catcher? You just want him to call a good game and uh, hopefully get a little offense out of him. Hey, don't forget, four RBIs now on the season. Oh, he doubled him up, huh? Yeah, well, I think he had three going into this. Oh, okay. But, uh, I yeah, I'm we, sorry. I, I I shouldn't shortchange him one. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You do. Anyways, it was a great game and a big debut. Right. Two innings for uh, Adcock. Yeah, Ty Adcock. I mean, I uh, just read a little bit about him before um, or after the announcement was made. Uh, before game time, uh, came up from Double A. Uh, throws really hard we saw that tonight and throws a, a slider sweeper you know um and then listening to the post game show um learned a lot about the guy yeah um, um you know drafted out of the same college in the same year as um kirby they were teammates um back in 19 heard it uh had covid covid year had tommy john and he started out this year in uh single a everett yeah, which is uh, you know, just up the road in one of the lower uh, affiliates of the Mariners. There's one lower down in Modesto, but uh, went from there up to uh, Double A, um, and got the call to go to the major leagues. I mean, that's Big, pretty yeah. cool. And all of his family and friends, he has like 16 people come out from North Carolina. They already got their uh, jersey, so I'm guessing they spent about 10 G's, <laughs> unless the Mariners flew everybody out, which. I don't know. They they like to spend money else other places besides signing players, so you never know. Yeah, I, I don't know how it works, but yeah, I mean, just I'm I don't <laughs> know when uh, Adcock got the call the early this morning or yesterday or what, but for if let's say it was this morning for his whole fan across the country and uh, here in time, I think that's pretty special. That's awesome. Oh, for sure, and. Um, yeah, so they got one one game. Uh, you know, they're one for one here on this homestand. They had a, you know, looking at the record last homestand, pretty good, seven and three. We did have an episode that we said that was the weirdest uh, seven and three we've ever felt. Um, uh, yeah, so that's game one. Of, that's that's you know, if you're listening to this episode right now, we'll be back. You know, to wrap up this series, but uh, we're gonna take a little break and we're gonna talk about. Uh, you know, some of the, I don't know what to call them, just feelings, issues. We'll talk about what happened here in this uh, Anaheim series and kind of like just put a button on the on the uh, road trip that they had. They're uh, right here on this West Coast in AOS, a lot of AOS games right after this. All right. Uh, so, yeah, well, you know, maybe you uh, were doing things over the weekend. Uh, weren't really checking in, maybe just saw the scores, uh, went to go tune in, uh, you know, yesterday to see what we thought about that. We decided to wait today. We're here on Tuesday, you know, the start of this, uh, pod, we talked about the one game in, uh, uh, Seattle against Miami. The Mariners get the win, but, uh, let's talk about this Anaheim series. Hannah, you know, I was down there, um, we were talking a lot, a lot of texts. You were watching the broadcast uh except for maybe the apple tv broadcast but <laughs> but uh 
I don't know. Should we talk about the game or should or you want to talk about my experience down there? What, what should we do here? Yeah. I mean, we can talk about both. Uh, tell, yeah. Tell me about your experience. Uh, Christmas in June down there. Tradition oh, yes. like no other. Yes. It was Christmas in June. Uh, tradition like no other. I've last year. It, uh, they had it in June. They, they seem to always do this. And it seems like the Mariners recently always get caught doing this. And I always get caught up going to this game. And, you know, when, when you're winning, like we were last year, uh, like we won the first two games of the Christmas weekend on Sunday. Once the, uh, they take down all the Christmas Jubilee. We had the infamous fight. Um, uh, and this year, so everything was great, feeling great. You know, the, all the music's fun when everything's good. When things are bad right now, it just takes me back to one of some of those depressing Christmases, you know, like, uh, you know, the Christmases after I've been dumped or something like that. Uh, yeah, it, it made it for very, very, very highs and very, very lows when you're hearing all that Christmas music and um, I do feel like they really enjoy it down there. Um, any, you know, off duty Santa Clauses or any, you know, fat guys with uh, white hair, and white beards, they're out there. Their, their stock is up at this game. They got uh, a, they actually do have a Santa Claus out in center field. The giveaways were on Friday night, which I actually have one. I don't know what we're going to do with it. Maybe wash the car with it or something. It's a uh, Anaheim Angels ugly sweater print t-shirt. Saturday was the uh, Christmas slippers. And then Sunday was a trout giveaway, but that was just for the, the kids. Um, by Sunday, like I said, it was over. But yeah, it's, you know, Southern California, they love to do this. Like they love the big surfing santa claus crap you know that's their that's their santa claus but yeah it's uh it's it's i do have to say like the anaheim fans they seem like they're enjoying this season they're they're playing well they're both of their big stars are out there on the on the field but i still will call their crowd you know the my enemies because i've gone to so many games down there and they are definitely a late arriving crowd they are a definitely a crowd full of karens yes i've said it i've never been to any stadium that complains and bitches and moans at umpires and calls and things and been completely wrong like anaheim oh yeah wow so interesting um yeah what are they like when they're winning aren't they're into it right? oh they're loud it's a it's a loud stadium nothing is worse than when the rally monkey comes out i cannot stand it they are very you know strict about about things coming into their stadium and in, in fact uh i met some mariners fans that actually happen to be listeners of rye bread and mustard uh ryan and allison they were denied denied uh, uh uh, their tridents that they were bringing in. They were all decked out in the new City Connect gear, looking good. And uh, they, I ran into them in line because the security had them off to the side and they had the tridents. And uh, maybe I'll post that on, on the Instagram. I did get some footage. They called in. They got, uh, they talked to the higher-ups in security. They did not, did not allow them uh, access with the Tritons. So there were some brand new Tritons just sitting in the garbage can right outside of the left field entrance, unfortunately. 
That's too bad. Not surprising, but that's too bad. Uh, how how was the the Mariner faithful down there? It always seems to be a lot of people going down to get some sun. Uh, how was the how was uh how was your conversations with the rest of the Mariner fans? Are people down on the team? Are they just excited to be on vacation? Where where where, where are you at with talking? To I folks? feel like they're so positive on the road. You know, they're they're very positive. I think you do get more of the casual fan. You do get the transplants that are, you know, my town, my team's in town and, and things like that. So you, you know, for instance, uh, you know, we're, we're a hardworking podcast, even though we're on Odyssey, we do mainly most, a lot of our own, uh, you know, marketing. We, we hand out our, our flyers. So like if you personally got a flyer and started listening to this episode down at, uh, that you got down at the big A that that was from me, Myron. Um, uh, we people are very accepting of that. For instance, I go here's a here's a flyer, you know, and with our QR code, and they're usually very like thankful. They say all right or what's up or some people are like I listen to this podcast. Um, in Seattle, it's kind of like I'm handing out you know uh, like like anti-abortion pamphlets or something when I, try, when I try to give people, I don't really, or some sort of controversial, uh, you know, like build a wall kind of thing, you know, or something like that. So it is really nice to meet the fans down here. Um, you do see a lot of like random uh, Mariners attire. Um, you do see the new stuff that maybe you could order online, but I think the coolest uh, Jersey I saw was a, a 2000 Ricky Henderson number 35 like authentic jersey. Uh, I saw one of the, I was standing behind a guy in the hot dog line. Maybe I'll put a picture of it. I thought that was the coolest jersey. And listen, when they won the game on the game two, the Saturday game, what a crowd! You'd have thought, you'd have thought we won some big playoff game with the people running around. And maybe that's because a combination of hey, we haven't seen a lot of Mariners victories in the last two weeks and. You know, it's also just awesome to go into another stadium and walk away with a win. You know, just just as a fan, it's it's nice and quiet. Uh, the Mariners fans were definitely taking over on Saturday. Not as crazy as it was last year or even back in 2021, you know, when, you know, winning seemed to be brand new at this, this club in 2021 and we were getting so close. And last year, you know, the last time I was down there personally was during the big winning streak and, and the fight. Well, that's good. It sounded like you had a good time, even though the Mariners only were able to scrounge away one victory out of the series. And um, I mean, that you got to see Otani pitch. You got yes. to see him hit a big bomb. Um, the Mariners got the lead in that first game. Jared Kelnick with a nice two-run homer to start the start that game. I think he was four for eight with two home runs. So that was good. You. Uh, get a lead on a pitcher like Otani and he got Castillo going. Castillo was pretty good in my opinion, but you know, he gave up a few long balls and the way that the team's been playing, you, you gotta be perfect. We've talked about it a lot over the last few episodes and um, that was the case again. So, uh, but you got to see Otani pitch and he crushed that one. So that must've been a, a, a yeah. cool thing to see. Yeah, it was, it was, you know, as much as I saw things that really frustrated me about the Mariners that we've continued to see, it was awesome because I got to sit, you know, two rows behind the dugout and then in the fifth row behind the dugout 
the Mariners dugout for the entire series. I was down there and yes, I saw some, some if some people have seen it on our social media, I've, we've saw some crush, crushing, crushing, uh, home runs from Otani. Uh, it was interesting. Uh, we did not let Mike Trout beat us this series and, and still we had trouble with the other guys. I mean, there's nine guys in the lineup, but it was nice to not see a big trout home run for like once. You know, I don't know what he's got. 52,000 home runs against the Mariners. Uh, but yeah, it was, uh, I mean, game one was really frustrating to me. And also you have to hand it to Anaheim every time they were, you know, given an air. For example, JP had an air with two outs right before Tawny gets up there. And of course the baseball gods make you pay for that, pay for that tax. You saw them, uh, uh, get a base on balls whether it hit the guy's hand or not or the knob uh they get on these all these all these situations the angels capitalized on these situations on friday night and it just felt like a game that the mariners played better overall it just kind of felt like a, a, to equate it to a football game some bad penalties you know cost you when you went out there and ran up and down the field on them that's that's how that game felt to me on the Friday game, the uh, Apple TV game one. Yeah, and then going into game two, we got to see uh, the second start and kind of redemption for Brian Wu. Yes. Um, I, I'm interested to hear what your thoughts were about him. Uh, my first thought was he throws a really easy 96-mile-an-hour fastball. Um, tell, me what you, tell me your thoughts on what you saw from him. Uh, I saw somebody that – I was watching his intensity. Definitely an intense guy. He's not he's not Bryce Miller. He's 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 more on the the Logan trajectory. He seems pretty pretty intense out there on the mound. Yeah, and he could get that fastball up, you know. I think he made one mistake, right? Um, you know, but it's uh I think that's the one that he threw way off the plate that got crushed. Like didn't he get? Yeah, yeah. and you were you were even saying because you were watching the broadcast, you're like that was four inches outside. Yeah, pitcher's pitch. Yeah, and it's just you know you get somebody up there like Otani is just gonna do what he's gonna do, and there's there's nothing you could do about that. Um, Yeah, I mean this was a good game uh, for the Mariners. Obviously they they played add on this. This felt like a really good win. It felt like that win that they had in. San Diego, like how how you want to win a game, you score a little bit early and you keep adding on and you just keep suffocating them there at the end. We had, we had a there was a great eighth inning there, seventh and eighth inning I will say, uh, that really stuck out to me with the pitching staff is we saw Munoz come in in a spot in the seventh inning. Would he pitch one pitch, maybe two pitch? Was it one pitch? He gets some. He gets the third out in that seventh inning. He comes back in in the eighth. The crowd is still there. The crowd is still holding on. You want to know why they're there? You got Otani. You got Trout. You got Rondon. And he said, "Good morning, good afternoon, and take your ass to bed." You know what I mean? That was awesome. And just a just a like wow to have that kind of person back on this team gives you those feels from last year and shows you how you can shorten the game. If you can put some runs on the board. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's the Mariners recipe for success, you know, getting 
Yeah, unfortunately, Wu did not get the win. He was a third in an inning. Um, but they had to bring in a reliever because it was a tense situation. I think there was a couple runners on, and then they were up two at that point, if I remember correctly. So, yeah, and, you know, you get Brash, you know, where he's good at. Yeah. Munoz it, facing the best part of the lineup, no matter what part of the game it is, usually seventh, eighth, sometimes the ninth. And um, then Seawald comes in and uh, finishes it off, if I'm correct on that one. So, yeah, uh, great, great win. Yeah, and uh, another thing I was going to say that you just mentioned right there about, like, gosh, he didn't get that last out, can't get that win. A maniac actually sp- – spoke has spoken up about that rule of like hey we're making these changes to things he doesn't think it's fair that somebody goes in there does all this work one person comes in and they get the win i know that's just the way we've been scoring things but you know sometimes it does feel that way it does feel that way too when you get these losses by these uh pitchers in extra innings where you you jam you do a jam job and it's it's over but uh it's just baseball luck yeah, you're right. I mean, I haven't thought about it enough to try to come up with a change to that. Um, but yeah, he, you're right. It's tough luck. And, you know, stat wise, sometimes it doesn't benefit you. Yeah, so it does, though. But more than times than not. I know doesn't. sometimes I know sometimes you, you've mentioned this to me, like, for instance, I think it was this game in Atlanta where Miller got taken out of the game. This is another thing that bugs you a little bit sometimes i'm sure it bugs a lot of baseball fans you, you, you leave you sure you leave the runners on base and then somebody just comes in and just gives up the house now all of those earned runs are coming to you and you've lost the game and you've done everything to keep your team in this game in certain situations uh you know how like they can sometimes there's a judgment call on an error sometimes there's a judgment call on what's considered a save or not or is that just full rule book stuff am i am i am missing that i guess um, it, it kind of depends on the situation i guess that's right best because... and i wish that maybe that's the answer if you're looking for an answer because uh, obviously the game is scored and been scored a certain way forever uh, and there's just a lot of bad luck and you know i feel like if you change a rule in a scoring rule like that is it unfair to not go back and then start going through all this stuff? Maybe that would affect uh, some other pitchers that maybe turned into hall of fame pitchers that started, you know, you know, coming to the games late. You never know Um, or they just would just go from now on. This is what goes on. Just like the NFL that didn't count sacks forever. Um, I don't know. Just something to think about. What do you think about that? Yeah. I mean, you know, like you mentioned your scenario. Yeah. Uh, starting pitcher goes out, a couple guys get in and get on and the reliever uh, gives it up. It might not show in like a certain stat, like let's say, I don't know, um, ERA that the bullpen's given up. Um, but then you have to look to the other stats, you know, like holds and all. there's so many stats. And I know this isn't a stat podcast, but there's just a lot of different ways to look at it. So sometimes this can be deceiving. I guess that's my point. Yeah. Yes, ab- absolutely. I mean, that's where things were like exit velocity and even in the field, like things like that, that, you know, give you 
or these other statistics that they've add, added um, bring value to players that maybe you wouldn't get from just these other na- regular numbers that we've we've you know grown up watching. Uh, speaking of numbers in that stadium, it's really hard to find. You can only find their batting average on the lineup. Uh, all the other stats, you will not find it. You have to look over to another scoreboard to get home runs. They're definitely into all of those, um, you know, the OPSs and all the other the little other nuances uh, of statistics. It seems like goes up on the board in Anaheim. Maybe at least that's what I saw in, in this series. Yeah, I mean, there's that's the way the game's gone, and um, to really, you know, get a good view of what a player is doing and stuff like that and yeah there's a lot more stats than just the normal obviously uh average rbis and home runs that we were accustomed to when we were younger so uh it's just more analytics and more stats to kind of give you a better view of truly what the player is so it's not a bad thing it's just more no there's there's definitely little little things that people do in games that you know you'll hear about them in a press conference you know, uh, working, you know, uh, a, a batter, you know, taking a 15 pitch out, driving up a pitcher's count, getting the pitcher tired, and the next two guys come up and, you know, do some damage. Uh, big walks like that. Um, I think a statistic that, you know, we'll talk about here in a minute with Baser, and it's like how, how many bad, uh, I mean, how much, how, how safe are you on the bases? Not like how slow you are, but how safe, how many outs do you not give away? Those kinds of things are important, too. Hi, this is Tom Pachork of the Seattle Mariners, inviting everybody to come on out to the Kingdome on August 23rd for Mariners Funny Nose Glasses Night. Uh, Be the first in your neighborhood to have... Tom, I'm sorry. August 23rd is not Funny Nose Glasses Night. It's Jacket Night, Tom. Jacket Night. Yes, every kid 14 and under gets an official Mariners vinyl jacket free, Tom. Jacket? No nose. No Funny Nose Glasses. No, I'm sorry. Hmm. What am I going to do with 30,000 pairs of funny nose glasses? That's your problem, Tom. Quickly, game three. Man, this was one that the Mariners just got kind of buried. But I will say they had plenty of opportunities. Game is one team was better with bases loaded in those opportunities than the other team. And uh, we saw the Mariners have a couple of good chances to get back into this game after the pitching settled down. I thought the bullpen did a great job. Logan... Obviously had a had a rough day, got moved moved up a spot. Still had the normal amount of rest, I believe. But uh, yeah, this was just kind of a game that I don't know. And I know that the Mariners have talked about this this week. Uh, it's just like the where's the focus? It's kind of this was the game that kind of kind of got to me, just really observing what's going on and body language and things like that it was, had to be a frustrating loss i saw multiple players sit there after the game and stare at the field like man we kind of let one get away even though they were coming from behind particularly Carl, uh cal raleigh yeah this was a frustrating game um all you know we did see some good individual stuff you know Teo was driving the ball got a solo shot we see mike ford in this series do like what he's kind of brought up here to be in that dh is uh you know he's not a big average guy but every once in a while he's going to put one in the seats you know unfortunately the, we were just ex- exchanging runs with them during this game um sorry that was long-winded but what do you got to say about game three yeah no you're spot on i don't have really too much to say about the game um you're right um the base running has been an issue uh we're up to i mean it happened 
I think, what did they get picked off at least two or three times this series? Uh, the Mariners are now, I think, tied with the league lead uh, with nine guys picked off. And that's not counting. That's like actual pickoffs. That's not counting bad base <laughs> running decisions. You know, yes. you and I talk a lot. We talk about, we watch the, for us, it's the eye test, what we're seeing and stuff like that, you know, and what we're seeing. So, yeah, that's been frustrating. But I got to give them some credit it feels like the offense is starting to trend in the right direction sure you know they lost two games in this series um that you can't you know you're chasing these guys you're in fourth in the al right west right now uh you got to start winning the, at least a series against these teams and start putting a dent in it i don't know I, i'm curious you were right there what what was your thoughts is is anaheim a better team than the mariners I think I was telling you going into game three, I said the Mariners are a better team, whether they win this series or not. Anaheim has a better lineup without question. We don't have anybody like Otani. We don't have anybody like Trout who does. They do. Uh, you know, but the top of their lineup and the end of the lineup, you know, they, they got the Nieto, what's that? Nieto, Nieto, number nine, uh, good nine hitter. Um, they got the second baseman that kills us. Uh, what's his name? Ref, uh, Renifro. Yeah, Renifro, who kills or us. Renfro, and, sorry. And then you got, and then Taylor Ward's a good player. Like, oh, like offensively, they're 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 better than us. Uh, and then they also have, you know, uh, first baseman Urshela. You know, he's hitting three hundred this this season. So I mean, offensively, they are they're up there. You know. They're like Texas light. You know, they got a great, great offense. You got Otani, who's like right around 20 home runs, if not 20 right now. I know he hit a home run down in uh, Texas when we're recording this. Uh, where we do have them, obviously, we have better starting pitching, and we have a, a way better bullpen. And uh, uh, But we have to put ourselves in those situations. You know, the Texas Rangers, it just seems like it's their year right now as far as the West and, and, and you know, Houston's getting better. We haven't seen them since the beginning of the year. But as far as Anaheim and Seattle, I truly do feel like Seattle's an overall better team to me. Um, are they playing that way? No, not at all. But if I wouldn't trade, I guess the only reason I would tra trade rosters with them is just because of Otani and and Trout, but not with Otani, you know, <laughs> leaving possibly this next year. Um, but uh, I, I mean, but I don't feel like it's that much of a difference. This is another one of these teams that's just better than they were last year. And we saw Anaheim get off to a hot start last year. They had no pitching. I will say that their pitching's a bit better this year, um, but they, uh, you know, they got off to a hot start last year. In fact, they took care of business on us to, you know, put us at the lowest point that we were at last year before we popped off on this big, you know, turnaround. Um, but just like Texas, this was one of these other teams that were behind us that you're like, hey, you know, if they add people here and get aggressive about getting fixing and plugging in holes that they have. They're going to be a tough team to beat and tough team to compete with. And I could see Anaheim right there, neck and neck with us, even if we start turning up the, the volume here. Yeah. Um, I, that's good to know. I mean, yeah, you're right. Um, 
their lineup as they're playing right now, their hitters are hitting, they're playing, you know, hitting a lot better than our team is in the lineup right now. But like I said, it's nice to see it looks like our lineup starting to get going a little bit. So hopefully we start to take off. Um, but yeah, um, we're going to have to, you know, I was heard on the radio on the way home today. Um, there's like the Mariners have to be 20 games over 500 the rest of the way just to get to 90 wins. So they're going to have to go on a streak like they did last year. Um, maybe not 14 games, but you know, they got to start winning multiple series. And I know we'll get into that here in a bit, but um, we always talk about just win series, baby, but they really have to, especially on this homestand, you got to win this series, got to win against the white Sox. You got some tough road trip coming up, but yeah. And I know I'm probably getting ahead of things and what you want to talk about, but. No, uh, I mean you, you got to win who's ahead of you right now. Uh, listen, you got to you got to win series, but I think you know you're just win series, baby, just win. I think there's got to be a, a. I'm gonna get my own new thing. Uh, just sweep, baby, sweep, <laughs> because we're gonna need some sweeps. Uh, well, that that's the wrap on Anaheim, and I think the one other thing I was gonna say, uh, Friday night, I, we don't have this ever in Seattle after games. There was a sobriety check. Remember, I was on the phone with you, and I was like in a sobriety check. Pass with flying colors, everybody. But uh, it was interesting. Uh, yeah, uh, they're like Honda, stop. You know what are you doing? You know, leaving the game. And I made sure I was like, I better turn, take my Mariners hat off. You never know what was going to go on with the cops. He said, "Thank you very much. Move along." But uh, yeah, that's the you know Anaheim wrap that we owed you for yesterday, and we kind of. Try not to like lay in, you know, too much of what's going on. But yeah, we've seen the base running mistakes a lot in this series. We saw the pickoffs quite a bit in this series. Uh, we saw it on the road trip quite a bit. And uh, Scott's talked about their focus. They've come out here, you know, they've won one game uh, so far at home. But what we're going to talk about right here, just to finish us up for this episode, we get back uh, two things. One, where are we trending? Are we trending as sellers right now? If you had to make a decision or are we still in that buyer's market? And we have 25 games counting today's game until the all-star break. What do we got to see to, uh, you know, sway that feeling or those decisions? We'll get into that right after this. So uh, as uh, just a reminder, before we went into break here, we to finish up here, we are going to, you know, discuss if we feel like the Mariners are sellers or buyers. I know it's a tough conversation. I know it's, you know, people are going to be on one side of the fence or not. And let's also just talk about it. Like we got 25 games to the playoffs. I think these two things go hand in hand um, coming out of the all-star break. What is it? Two, maybe three weeks until the deadline, the trade deadline. That's when we all always see, uh, you know, that's where business obviously starts picking up. Uh, we've seen less trades over the last few years since they've expanded the playoffs and such. Uh, just because more teams feel like they're in it. Um, maybe, uh, you know, things like seeing the Atlanta Braves a couple years ago, you know, win, uh, win the World Series. 
but right now as the Mariners stand, as we record this, they're nine games out in the, in the West with a Texas team that looks like they have some staying power. I've not looked over at the wild card uh, standings before we were recording here, but I'm assuming it's around six or seven games. Uh, the teams in front of us are Anaheim, who we just lost uh, a series to. Um, we... Also have teams that are right around us with the same record, uh, like Cleveland, who are in it. That you know they hold the tiebreaker over us. We got Toronto, who in the first series has um, would have a tiebreaker of us over us as of right now. Same thing with the Yankees. We have not uh, we have not played the Baltimore Orioles quite yet, uh, but they're playing really good baseball right now at, at this point. And I've listened to Morosi talk too, where. Either way, you know, DePoto, if you're really going to see a splash, though, it's probably either way he's going to be making some moves. But either way, you would think the Mariners' bigger splash right now would probably be, unfortunately, selling. I know that we have our our um, young core locked up and, you know, in club control and new contracts and things like that. But there are players on our team that – you know, these are the guys that teams are definitely going to want to uh, reach out about, you know, Teoscar being number one. And then, you know, you got Suarez and you got guys like France that I'm sure get a lot of calls. People know nobody's Julio's going nowhere. Cal's not going anywhere. Logan and Kirby. Um, I don't know. Okay, here we go. I I just, I just said, just saying, I, you know, Maybe you might have to give up a pitcher to get somebody good, let's say. It all depends. You know, that's later on. If you're talking about right now, are they buyers and sellers? I mean, that's really hard to talk about because, you know, a lot can happen in the 25 games you mentioned up until the all-star break. And then, you know, the hot stove really gets going until the deadline, which is a couple weeks after. But, uh, you know, you got to think they're sellers right now. If we're going, we're talking about right now, you know, with a under 500 record, it's only one game. You're middle of the way uh, as far as your record, your bottom tier in the AL. Um, so, but you could also be a, a, a buyer too at this point yeah. if you have, if you know, well, to look forward till next year. But if the things go south, anything could be on the table and I could see, one of those guys, I would, in my opinion, I would think it would be Logan, um, but it could be Kirby uh, to get you something in return, a bat in return. So I could see, like I said, and you mentioned Julio's the only one that seems untouchable, probably Cal, a few of these pitchers. Cal but uh, I don't know, man. You get the right deal. If you're, if you're not doing, if you're not playing good and you're out of it, I think anything's got to be on the table. And I just want to correct myself. So if people are like, you don't fucking know how many games you are. Mariners are four and a half games out at the time of this recording. So a little bit closer than I thought. But again, the teams in front of them, Toronto, LA, we haven't played Boston. But if you're neck and neck with Cleveland, they have the tiebreaker on you. Um, and, uh, you know, the teams, you know, in there, obviously, are Baltimore, New York, Houston, Um so, I mean, they are definitely in striking distance, but I feel like if you, if you are any more than six games back, you'd have to 
feel like a seller at that point, seven, six or seven games. Cause a lot of these teams, you're not going to play. I know it's way too early. You know, the whole premise of this thing was like right now, what side of the meter are the Mariners on? Can they change that in 25 days? I'm saying, I think right now the side of the meter is it's all about making the team better. It seems like for the long haul versus uh, giving away a bunch of shit, just, you know, just to get back into the dance. I know the fans don't want to hear that. Of course we want to be back there. We got a taste of the playoffs and that wasn't enough. We, we want the whole meal, you know? So, um, I, I mean, and why I also add the 25 games, let's just talk about the schedule. 20, it'll be 24 games by the time this comes out. I'm just starting the 25 game watch from this game one with the Marlins. But after the Marlins, we have the White Sox come into town. Um, White Sox, uh, that's a team that you should take care of business on, you know, um, then after that, it gets a little, it gets a lot tougher, not a little bit tougher. You're going to New York and you're going to Baltimore. And then following going to New York and Baltimore, they come back to town and, uh, you know, <laughs> we got the Washington Nationals. You should take care of business there. But you see the Tampa Bay Rays come into town. Obviously, a really good team this year. And then after that, you go down to San Francisco and you finish up going into the All-Star break with a series in Houston, which has been the house of horrors. So this is a, the only, I know that this is a, a, a tough 25-game stretch, you know, uh, but I, I really got to say, I need this team to go, I know these are, these expectations and these schedules that we make up ourselves, but like, I want to see them at least 17 and eight in this, in this run right here. And I think they have to be. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned it out of those teams, you mentioned the Yankees, Baltimore, um, and, uh, Tampa Bay. Correct. And each yep. of those is at least three game series. Um, you got to win all those series and not, you know, lose more than one. I mean, that's a, that's quite a feat. If you were able to do that just with those games, um, that's going to be hard to do. It's, can it be done? Yes. Um, but the thing of it is, is we haven't seen them play, you know, recently, at least two games in a row and even putting a streak together where they're playing good, clean baseball and they're winning some games. So at this point, it's hard to see, but can it happen? Yes. Do I believe they're training the right way? Hitting? Yes. I think that's a pretty tall task to ask, but it can happen. Uh, I mean, that's, I know last year we, it seemed to kind of work when we were doing these little, what are we going to do in 20 games? And you and I have been doing this as friends forever. You know, uh, yeah. it is it is a day by day thing with the team because we need to see them put back to backs to backs together. What you know? Yes, we were doing that with Oakland and Pittsburgh and had a nice little run there for a minute. But you got to put consistent ten gamers together. You want to constantly be looking up at the thing, and we're going to need to see seven and three, eight and eight and twos, six and fours at the rest. 
I mean, anything can happen with these other teams too. Uh, but if the Mariners, you know, want to control more of their own destiny, obviously, this isn't anything new. I'm just repeating what everybody knows. They got to put these W's together. They got to put some sweeps together. And this this is a tough, tough, you know, this is a tough run right here. And uh, and then even after the All Star break, I mean, you get they don't have that. Remember last year there was that. Hey, we get through this part. We got this easy part of the schedule at the end. You know, I don't think you have that cushion this year. <laughs> I'm just go. I'm just looking. Uh, I mean, we do have a we do have a cushion, and this is looking way down the road, where we do play the Royals for four, but it's on the road. But we had trouble with the Royals last year. Yes, you have a Houston thing, but then you have the White Sox again. Then you have the Royals, and you have the A's at home. So, and this is you know we're talking way down in August, but I'm just was looking through the schedule to see where we kind of have these soft landings and. No, let's not forget the end of the year. We we got the Rangers, the Astros, and the Rangers. So I mean, and they might be neck and neck for the top of the divisions, and they're they're going to be playing hard. So I th the Mariners obviously know that they got to get it going. We as fans know they got to get it going. Go down to the games, support, but also yeah, it's it's, it's fine to air your uh, feelings online and. Uh, you know, it's it's Mariners Twitter is a scary place right now. You can't you can't agree with one person without pissing another person off. Uh, I mean, that's just how it always is. But it's just it's turned up to uh, forty seven right now. Yeah, um, you know, we were promised, or it was said, hey, that out of their mouth, you know, hey, we're uh, we're going for it, or not? They didn't say that, but they said, you know, we're we think we're a World Series contender, you know, at the beginning of the year. Um, but, you know, injuries and what have you, I'm not making an excuse or making anything up that people haven't heard or believe, but they just got to play better. And they yeah. haven't. That's what Look, it comes down to. Yeah. Well, we're going to wrap up this episode. We were going to do some more stuff, but uh, we'll do that on the next episode. We are going to do a all-star preview, a super preview or all-star. It should be more of an all-star prediction because we're you know four weeks from the all-star game we'll do that on the next episode when we're wrapping up the uh marlin series here uh we will wrap up that marlin series and get you that as soon as the series is over um but yeah thanks for listening liking subscribing uh you know check us out on all the socials you know give us those reviews like us right hannah we love those five tool baseball players but you know what we like more than that right hannah what is it five star reviews thank you thank you for pandering for me for once uh anyways uh we want to thank all the new listeners that maybe we met uh, down in anaheim uh welcome aboard the ss rye bread and mustard podcast vessel uh you know buckle up sometimes it's a it's a bumpy ride we got some special guests uh coming on here also we'll talk a little bit more as we get closer and closer to the all-star game that's the one lucky thing about this season is maybe things haven't worked out that way, but let's just say everything goes the wrong way. We still have the all-star game to look forward to in Seattle, but um, if there's any indication of how the Mariners played tonight, maybe things are looking up. Anyways, I'm going to shut the hell up and get out of here. Hanno, you know what time it is. Yeah.